This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Today is Wednesday, June 16th, 2021. On this day in 1984, opposition leader Wilson Ferreira Aldunate was arrested in Uruguay after 11 years in exile. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Due to the graphic nature of these crimes, listener discretion is advised. We advise extreme caution for children under 13. I'm Vanessa Richardson, and today I'm joined by our guest host, Alastair Murden from Medical Murders. Each week, his show delves into the dark histories of the medical profession's greatest monsters. Alastair will discuss Aldunate's career while I'll cover his arrest. Thanks, Vanessa. I'm eager to dive into the life of such an important political figure. Absolutely. Now let's go back to Montevideo, Uruguay on June 16, 1984. 65-year-old Wilson Ferreira Aldunate gripped the rail of the ferry as it left the dock. His 31-year-old son, Juan Raul, stood proudly beside his father. Even close to the Argentinian shore, the waters of the Rio de la Plata were rough. The journey would take all night. Aldunate hadn't been home in 11 years. In 1973, he was forced to flee when Uruguay's armed forces dissolved its Congress and instigated a civic military dictatorship. The new government charged Aldunate with joining forces with far-left urban guerrillas to invite war. But in reality, he was targeted for collaborating with America and testifying to the U.S. Congress against the actions of Uruguay's military. Even a decade later, the despots objected to Aldunate's return. Though he was officially banned from participating in the upcoming election, his party insisted on nominating him. His faction was the centrist Nationals, the country's largest opposition party. When trouble started with the military, Aldunate offered to drop his candidacy, but his party refused to give up. The plan was for Aldunate to cross the choppy channel from Argentina to Montevideo. Once again on his home soil, he'd challenge Uruguay's government by running for president. The election was to take place in November. Over 500 political supporters and reporters joined Aldunate aboard the clumsy barge. At least 50,000 national enthusiasts awaited his arrival on the streets of Montevideo. The turnout represented approximately 5% of the capital city's inhabitants. Their presence was a testament to the military's unpopularity. In protest, the hordes chanted Aldunate's name. Just before the candidate disembarked, he told the press how his citizens were desperate to shake off their military dictatorship. He was their chosen defender. 
Aldunate braved the dark Atlantic waters, prepared to endure whatever fate had in store for him. He knew prison was likely, and that Uruguayan jails were known for their brutal treatment of inmates. But he hoped he might be spared the torment, given the international support at his back. In the weeks leading up to Aldunate's crossing, the Uruguayan government had violently cracked down on protesters. The military even banned mention of Aldunate's name in the Uruguayan papers. Still, the ferry trudged on. After traveling the estuary all night, it was intercepted by four Uruguayan patrol boats and a warship just seven miles out of port. The candidate supporters didn't physically resist the military. Instead, they united in singing Uruguay's national anthem as Aldunate and his boy were arrested, removed, and carted off to prison. The national leader stayed locked in confinement until the election ran its course without him. Coming up, we'll hear about Aldunate's political career before and after his arrest. Hi, listeners. It's Carter from ParCast, and I am thrilled to tell you about a new limited series I'm hosting just in time for Father's Day. It's called Devious Dads, and it introduces you to some of the most feared, fraudulent, and fatal fathers in history. Every Sunday on Spotify, discover the men who started out as role models and ended up becoming real-life criminals like Wall Street financier Bernie Madoff, whose billion-dollar Ponzi scheme destroyed countless families, including his own. Or Marvin Gaye Sr., whose envy and resentment towards his son's successful music career drove him to murder. Each episode of Devious Dads has been handpicked from shows across the ParCast network, shining a light on the men who are far more wicked than wise. This summer, catch a glimpse of the frightening side of fatherhood. Follow the Spotify original from ParCast, Devious Dads. Listen free only on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Now back to the story. On June 16, 1984, 65-year-old Wilson Ferreira Aldunate was arrested by the Uruguayan government. The popular political figure had been ousted from his home country 11 years earlier after a military coup. To pacify protesters, the government almost immediately released Aldunate's son, Juan Raul, who was captured with him. But the national party leader himself was kept imprisoned. My guest host, Alastair Murden, will take over from here to discuss Aldunate's life and career. Thanks, Vanessa. Given Aldunate's history and exile, it was no surprise that people of all ages came out to support him. As Aldunate was hauled off, he urged his supporters to remain calm. Popular mobilization was not to stop as a result of his arrest. 
On the contrary, he wanted people to grow their collective voice. It had always been his message. Born to a rural doctor in the village of Nico Perez in 1919, Aldunate began his political career as a deputy. He served in Congress for 34 years. At 44 years of age, he was elected Minister of Agriculture in 1963. He became a senator in 1967. Then, in 1971, he ran for the office of president. While he received more votes than any other individual candidate, the opposing Colorado party as a whole received more votes. The Colorados typically lived in Uruguay's larger cities. Among their major agenda items were the defense of labor unions and the pushing of progressive action. On the other end of the spectrum, the National Party historically identified with Uruguay's agricultural population. Nationals sometimes take a more conservative and religious position. Aldunate argued the 1971 election was fraudulent and insisted on a recount. Nevertheless, the Colorado's candidate, Juan Maria Bordaberry Arosena, was installed as president in 1972. Just weeks after his inauguration, President Bordaberry suspended the country's constitution. The move gave the military free reign to crush the nation's Tupamaro terrorist forces. After only a year in office, Bordaberry all but handed over control to the military and surrendered his administrative power to a small national security council. Bordaberry abolished Congress, banned political parties, censored the press, and kicked off a decade of complete political repression. At the time, Aldunate was forced into exile. He lived in Argentina, Spain, and England. Though he was no longer on his home turf, he never stopped fighting against Uruguay's human rights abuses. The dictatorship did all it could to squelch his influence. They attempted to abduct him from Argentina, and if any newspaper reported on his actions, they were shut down. Still, the government could never really silence Aldunate, even when they arrested him on June 16, 1984. His supporters remained hopeful. The November election came and went. With Aldunate barred from running, the liberal Colorado sect won the presidency. Aldunate voiced his support of the incoming administrative chief, though he hoped the new president would hold the armed forces accountable for their abuses. Soon, 65-year-old Wilson Ferreira Aldunate was released from prison. He jumped to resume his post as president of Uruguay's National Party. He fully intended to run for election in 1989, but his freedom and favor were short-lived. Aldunate was diagnosed with cancer in 1987. He died on March 15, 1988. The turnout at his funeral was jaw-dropping. There was no doubt a massive contingency in Uruguay who still favored Aldunate's philosophy. He'd been a mythic force, inspiring his people even in their darkest moments. According to many Uruguayans, the revolutionary man was a modern idealist, a caudillo, one of the last of his kind. Those who fight for human rights and justice 
will never forget him. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Thanks again, Alastair, for joining me today. Thanks for having me. You can find my podcast, Medical Murders, on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Paul Liebeskin, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Trent Williamson, Carly Madden, and Bruce Kitovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by John Levinson, with writing assistance by Terrell Wells, and fact-checking by Haley Milliken. Today in True Crime stars Alastair Murden and Vanessa Richardson. Hey there, Carter again. As we close out, here's a reminder to check out my new ParCast limited series, Devious Dads. For 10 weeks, we're exposing the men who are far more flawed than fatherly, ruining anyone who stood in their way, even their own families. Follow Devious Dads free only on Spotify.